Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Pittsburgh misses Le'Veon Bell. Don't let them tell you otherwise. We got news. News that does not matter. A bunch of picks that do. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock on my Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Hope you had a beauty weekend. We sure did. Uh, wherever you're listening in the entire world, ni hao priviet, hola, bonjour, hello, and the Sri Lankan. Vanagam. Yeah. Um, we hope you like Canada's best NFL podcast because uh, we sure like doing it. So uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe to the show. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Ah, I'm Jeff. <laughs> Spell it with a G. Uh, there's a Facebook group. We compete in polo against the other Jeffs. We win sometimes. Nobody really cares. We drink a lot. We're Jeffs. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, rate, review, subscribe to the show, wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and the one that, I, that we believe, voice of God, that Huck Media is making up, Stitcher. <laughs> yeah, we didn't land on the moon, and Stitcher isn't a real thing. Yeah, a lot of conspiracy theories floating around the show. Uh, St- Centennial Studios here pre-show. Um... Anyway, one of them being the Stitcher exists. We're going to look into this a bit further. Uh, as always, the show is produced by Huck Media, and our fantasy stats are brought to you by the voice of God, Brent Waits. Uh, how are you, sir? Outstanding, Jeffrey. Uh, there was a limbo contest that Weird Mike wanted to do last week. He was giving us guff about it all week. Uh, and just to clarify, all right, we're, <laughs> voice of God has beat a cat, <laughs> somebody's little sister, so until further notice, uh, this limbo contest will not be going down unless all of our listeners really want to see this destruction. It would be the equivalent of like a 24 and a half point spread of inches. Lions don't concern themselves with sheep. <laughs> there you go. I seem to recall a 24 point underdog named Appalachian State. <laughs> Who shocked the world at the big house, amongst others, Jeffrey, it, with a G. It has happened. Weird Mike here in episode 39. How you doing? Reissuing the limbo challenge. Straight batty crease if you don't accept. Yo, I got limbo hardware too. Princess Cruise 2007, second place. Lido deck. You cannot, it happened. You can't bring up evidence that nobody can prove. Hey. <laughs> I'm not done with that moving company. They lost those medals. Right. They might be dug up in the basement of Centennial Studios. Right. My point being, barring a slippery floor, some sort of downhill slope of a ski hill where no limbo contest would ever really take place, or some sort of Nancy Kerrigan-like pregame attack, um, my money's going on... uh, Voice of God to the point where we're not even sure we'd play and the this game. Is a gamb- and this is a gambling <laughs> show. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to put your money where okay. you want. How about this? We can set up a real thing. Oh, I was going down. When you get back from no, Ecuador. No, no, no. You want to do a point spread? I bet that Brent will beat you by a foot. <laughs> One foot. An entire foot. It's a good amount. That's not bad, right? We'll talk about this a bit later. Okay. All right. Let me sink on that one-foot spread. Did you think about that one-foot spread? It's 12 inches, right? Yep. I'm, uh, anyway, I've seen, I'm just letting you know, I've, I've got insider information on this previ- previous limbo experience. Maybe you know a good limbo or all you look who's talkers. Send in, uh, you know, some crazy limbo pictures. I got some of Brent that'll blow your farvin' mind. <laughs> um, anyway, as we get into uh, the Christmas season, the football just gets better and better. And the better teams just look better and better, and the ones that we thought were good kind of fade back into where we kind of thought they were going to end up. Cincinnati looked good at the start. Oh, they did. Not so good anymore. 
Not so good <laughs> they anymore. They got two coaches that I'd fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything about the snow? The snow's coming down here in Toronto. Uh, snow's going to be coming down. Places like uh, New England, Pittsburgh, still probably hosting some uh, playoff games as we go forward. Uh, yeah, man. What, big weekend. Voice of God, you know? Well, I got eliminated in fantasy, as I just found out about 20 minutes ago. Um, yeah, you can't go on a four-game, five-game losing streak and expect to squeeze into the, the playoffs. Generally. Early end of the season really trips me out, though. As the casual fantasy player, I bet this gets a lot of people. Well, that's a lesson for you. <laughs> like I could have used casual all of my waiver money last week. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Here's a lesson for you, Hugh. Yeah, I need some. You got one foot in each door. The handicapping and fantasy world, right? And your picks ain't so hot to trot. And your fantasy now got eliminated. You got a four-week come down. Yep. Fuck the fantasy. Yep. Focus on the field. Yep. We're winning football games, okay? Final quarter, right? Very upset about my fantasy loss still, but <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Down the stretch we come. I love drafting, and I drafted a good team. I got my homes. It's on me. I'm sorry, Pat. I'm sorry, Patrick. You let him down. By the way, they're not... Yeah, you might be one of the only teams with Mahomes. That's, that's what I mean. If there's Yahoo stats of guys that didn't make the playoffs in their league that had Patrick Mahomes, uh, yeah. I owe it to him. By the way, they're nailing his voice on Gridiron Heights. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you don't watch Bleacher Report, uh, Gridiron Heights, the cartoon, it's like if you like sports and you always wanted to kind of be like a South Park show, make you laugh and, and really reveal some truth, check it out. Bleacher Report, Gridiron Heights. Voice of God got me on it right away. Very well done. It's, it's yeah. You'll have a couple chuckles. They fucking nail Philip Rivers. It's just like the start of our show. <laughs> he doesn't swear ever. <laughs> and they nail him. He's like, he's just some, he's like a Cartman from South Park. Just like, so flipping mother goodin'. God darn it. It's the one slice of media you got me on board with, VOG. Dude, it's Those great. Those gridiron heights and, are hilarious. They're doing it with every other sport, too. There's a Champions League one for soccer. Uh, there's an NBA one. I think it's called Game of Zones, like a Game of Thrones play. Anyway, check it out. You're welcome. Woo! Uh, yeah. I, I bigged up Baker Mayfield last week, big time. Uh, and I still like him. Don't get me wrong. But just like the golf gods speak to you a lot uh, if you're playing. I mean, you know, I'm not super superstitious like that where I believe in all these mystical spirits. Golf gods exist. But though. golf gods exist. You know, you kick your ball out. From the woods, it's going in the water. Hondos. 100%. <laughs> the football gods let Baker know that you can't diss your ex-head coach after playing for six weeks. And a lot of people in the NFL media call them out for that. I didn't. And uh, just, like a, just like Baker, I'm still a bit of a rookie in this business. And the football gods got us. I'm a point spread ticket. And Baker threw more picks than interception, uh, More picks than completions, I believe, for most of the first half. For reals, though? Houston is smoking. Yes. Okay, that wasn't so much about Baker throwing up the bagel as him running into a Texan buzzsaw. Right. Like they're firing on all cylinders. I've never seen Clowney and Watt healthy both at the same time. Jadavion. Yeah, it's going down. Potential first name of a future Hewlett as well. Jadavion <laughs> Hewlett. Possibly the brother of Julio Hewlett. Anyway, R.I.P. McNair. Hey, he's, yeah. One of the uh, first in to the uh, NFL. Owner passed away for the Houston Texans. Uh, you, I mean. Yeah, now the inmates are running the prison. Yeah. Piece of shit. Let those. Yeah. He's, he's, 
Narsty. Yeah. Hey, it's no good. It's a no good statement. You know, reveals a lot about you. Hey, he said it. He said it. Yep. By the way, guy did a lot of good. Though. Hey, a lot of hey, good. Get, maybe he got what he deserved. That was the worst era of Texan football there maybe ever will be, right? They got Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He's going to have a 10, 12 year career, maybe more. Call it, call it 10. Dude, it's, look what you know, HGH is doing for people right now. Anyway, sure. you might be able to get it in your smoothie in 10 years. All right, he can play <laughs> 20. If Tom plays till 45, you never know. Anyway, he, he, he lived through the. The other car brother, what's his name? What was the first overall pick? Uh, Derek and David. David Carr. David Carr. Yeah. Set, the only thing he did for the first four and a half, five years of his career was set the record for sacks. McNair <laughs> in a five, also. In a five-year starting span. Passed on Reggie Bush. Yep. Took Mario Williams. Yep. Guy, you know, anyway. But, uh, you but know. No signature wins. Nothing. Did they even, did they have a playoff win? Yeah, Houston was famous for playing in the early Saturday game. That you didn't watch because you were rolling something. Uh, making your pro lines for the, getting, eating your food. Getting ready for the real game later that night, Ravens-Pats. You know? Yeah. So they beat uh, Cincinnati twice on those Saturdays, and they beat the Derek Carr-less Oakland Raiders. Led by? The Penn State kid. Matt McGloin. There you go. <laughs> See what I mean? Not one win that any football fan remembers. Uh, anyway, Houston Texans looking good. Made me look stupid last week. Baker, too. Where do you think their season ends, Houston? I think I think, there's, I think their season ends, uh, you know, in, in Pittsburgh, in the playoffs. Not, not sure what round. In Probably, Pittsburgh. Yeah, first, second round of the playoffs. Sounds about right, doesn't it? It could go on a you know on a on a nice run, but I feel like I, I don't see it yet. They'll probably win the division. They host a, then they host a playoff game against one of the wild card teams. Saturday at four thirty, <laughs> exactly. Another game no one's gonna watch. Probably you know, maybe against the wild card Chargers, wild card Titans, wild card Indy. Either way, they probably get the home win. Then they're not the lowest seed going into Kansas City. Ooh, and it probably ends in New England. There you go. Well, yeah. Right now they're gonna be playing the Ravens. Interesting. I think they win that game. Yep. Pretty easily. Um, then they go into then, New England, right? Looks well, like. Well, they would be. They're the third seed, so they're the highest seed. So, yeah, they would. They would go play New England. Go play New England at two, lose, and there you go. Yeah. Sweet. Hey, all right. Lose and, and, and Fox. And, bro. and if they beat the Ravens, that's all. That's the best win of their franchise. And the dude missed. You it. guys got it all wrong, man. Uh, they're gonna lose the four-five game, man. San Diego, they're peaking too early. San Diego, the Ravens? No, yeah, no, they're peaking too early, Houston. They lose up a step. They went up in the four hole playing the fifth place Chargers, which are the first wild card because they didn't win the division. With, with the Ravens, as, I mean, none of the Chargers too, but like, what about the Ravens? The, uh, do you start Flacco or do you start Lamar? Flacco's maybe healthy. Yeah, you got it. You got to start Lamar. The guy's three and zero. You agree? I, I think he's so. the future, and he po- he poses a he poses opposing defenses way more trouble. Like having to manage the run at all times. I know. Right now, that's working against Atlanta, Cincy, whoever the hell it's else. The hot they play. hand, man. Three and zero. I think it's but when you say hot hand, he's barely even passing it. It's just, he's the, the hot, hot legs. Yeah. Yeah. What? A, I love it's hot the hot feet. hand, Vog. You go with what got you there. If Lamar runs 5-1 and one down the stretch and leads them into an easy wild card game, or easier, 
wild card But do you just game. accept that Lamar's probably going to lose this playoff it game? It doesn't matter. You, go, you can't just put I, that I all you. on Flacco. I hear you. If he was more of a throwing quarterback, I would totally agree. Go with the hot hand. Hot hand, baby. Yeah, he's the future. You might as well give him this valuable experience now. See, I'm not even sure he's the future. That's well, just, that's they think he is. I know. I, I feel like that, too. But if do you think he's the future and you're running him? 20 times a game? you got an interesting future, okay? That's all I'm saying. Well, that'll, that'll come down in his future. Got to throw the ball more to compete in the NFL. Anyway. Yeah, they've won three straight, running more. Maybe they're going to be even ahead of Belichick by pounding the rock as everybody goes past crazy. You know, there's always the right. opposite end of the scale. You, you, but if they double down and get Lamar you, running 20 times. Three games. They can pay him X amount less because he's not. It's three games. It's three games. You could, eat Mc- said if. you could eat McDonald's three times a day for three days and just be like, because you're not dead doesn't mean it's a good idea, you know? Anyway, it might be a bad metaphor, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. All right, before I uh, poison your mind with more stupidity, like Joe Flacco might be a better uh, choice in the playoffs, let's go over, uh, to our Lord himself for the news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. We um, starting it off this week with, on an ugly note, uh, Kareem Hunt. I'm sure you've probably heard a little bit already, but some awful footage uh, came out of came out Friday of him uh, assaulting a woman. Um, this was an incident that the Chiefs had learned about, or past that happened past February, uh, and they learned about it a couple months ago. But obviously, there was, you know, it was he said, she said, no smoking gun. And they did reveal that he lied to the team, and to which he admitted. Um, but yeah, very ugly stuff. He, yeah, if, don't even really watch the video. Um, but yeah, they have since, you know, six hours after they, they saw the video, they made an official statement to the league. Uh, they have a zero tolerance policy for anything of the sort, and he is gone. Yeah. So, in a surprising move, which I definitely didn't expect, you know, I was thinking. You know, they're amid a Super Bowl run here, and he's definitely a key piece of that offense. But uh, The Super Bowl run, like the best Super Bowl run they've really ever been on since Montana. You yeah, know? I have to say, absolutely, yeah, impressed by the move. Um, he's still, the league will still be sort of determining his punishment, but yep. um, they, they released him and he cleared waivers. No teams made a claim on him, although a lot were tempted, but um, I think the, you know, the media backlash, no one's looking for that, for that right now. The, you know, the... NFL is going to determine his punishment, and I, I'm assuming his career isn't completely over, um, but it's for the time being, it, it most definitely He's on is. the exempt list, and it's going to take him a long time to get back. It was pretty freaking fucking awful what he did. Like, if, I watched the video. I recommend, if, you know, if you're going to listen to a bunch of other people talk about, you know, whether, what they thought, watch the video yourself. You know, it's, it's awful, but yeah, the kick's awful. Yeah. Uh, it looks like just kind of a weird situation, no good, but yeah. either way, yeah, yeah. Two other videos have popped up since of different violent violent videos of him, you know, pushing, assaulting somebody. So it's, yeah, not a good look. I like the reverse angle. They give you a couple different angles. It was pretty cool. But there's going to be a lot of different avenues for him to explore. There's two separate spinoff leagues coming. So they're going to be quick to pounce. So you're going to watch the NFL settle this real quick if they want him. If they want Kareem Hunt, this thing's going to get settled real quick because they can't have these Sharks and other leagues circling the A pa- talent pool. No, no, I don't. First of all, I don't think, I don't think the X- XFL or, uh, no, I don't think this is, he'll, he, yeah, he's going to be on the exempt list for probably a year at two, at least. Heard it here first, man. Circling the tank. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think the NFL is worried about that. Moving on, uh, the Mike McCarthy era in Green Bay is officially over. After 13 seasons, he is gone after an embarrassing loss to the Cardinals. Literally the worst team in football right now. Uh, 2017, you know, to anyone who's kind of following the news and watching Aaron Rodgers' interviews and sort of disdain all over his face and body language the entire <laughs> last two seasons, not a huge shock. Um, you know, the awful relationship was really on display. Jeff Saturday, a former player on the, on the Packers, uh, came out and said that Often Aaron would just, you know, change the call that he got in his helmet and just shake his head and roll his eyes. Like, he could have just not told them what the play call was. Yeah, he could just change it. <laughs> yeah, our coach is an idiot. We're doing this. But, uh, it's, like calling, it's like, you know, you're, you're growing up with your family and your dad calls your mom like, hey, what, uh, what do you want for dinner? What should I make for dinner? And she recommends something and he hangs up and he's like, your mother's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, we're making pizza instead. We had pasta last night. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> Interesting, but uh, <laughs> offensive coordinator Joe Philbin will take the reins for the remainder of the season. Um, it's funny, you know, you've been in the league 13 years. You know, you just talk about like the Andy Reid tree, the Bill Belichick tree of assistants <laughs> that have gone on. Yeah, so the only two names out of the his tree are Joe Philbin, as mentioned, and Ben McAdoo, Speed Shades, not allowed to hang out in school zones himself. <laughs> Yeah, what do you, you know, he seems not really breeding great assistance. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, 13 years, probably probably time to change the pace. Yeah, I mean, again, whenever relationships start rocky, it's, it's hard to, uh, to fix them. And Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco, as some of you probably know, who picked Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers in the first round of the draft. And uh, Aaron Rodgers thought San Francisco was picking him. He's from Cal. He was literally the top-rated quarterback coming out of college. It was either him or Alex. It was like 50-50, but most smart scouts agreed that Aaron would probably be better, which they were right. And uh, Mike McCarthy picked Alex Smith. And he never forgave him. And Rodgers never forgave him. Reminded people often. Ever. The guy was already a prick, and now he gave him a reason. A prick with motive. Watch out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, obviously Green Bay, very historic franchise, but... 35-year-old Aaron Rodgers, like, that's not the easiest situation to walk into. No. Any uh, thoughts on who you'd like to see as the next coach of the Green Bay Packers? Um, I'm glad that they just fired him. I'm glad they didn't fake the last quarter of the season. And, you know, he said, she said. They just did it. First in line. I think you mentioned that when it happened. Yeah. Uh, So I don't care who it is. I'm glad they did it ASAP. See, I'm kind of split on this because it's like, as I mentioned, like uh, McCarthy gets to be first, you know, for, like the first interview for coaching vacancies, like already, you know, college, wherever he wants to go. And uh, Green Bay gets their pick of the litter for whoever, like the best coaching candidates, which is sweet, kind of good for everyone, sort of. But Aikman, Troy Aikman had a tweet uh, just talking about Basically, his incredible statistics. The fact that, yes, it, it was fueled by Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, but, like, he's made the playoffs, you know, some, I think it was, like, 9 out of 12 years or 13 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Winning record always. Basically, like, if you look at his stats, this coach shouldn't be going anywhere. But, you know, this year is what it is. And I also don't know how embarrassing that is for a coach, whether he absolutely wanted to stay till the end of the season, you know? So, because Aikman seemed to, you know, insight that he deserved more. That, that, you well, know. Yeah, this season's a wash, so I, I think, yeah, ripping the Band-Aid off and making the tough call now is, yeah. is better than opposing to waiting and getting a head start, as you mentioned. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Jim Harbaugh may happen. Might be might be moving on from Michigan, but wow, heard, heard it here first or second. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, speaking of their loss, it was a very rough week for betters. Some serious upsets this week. Um, whether you're still in a suicide pool, which wow. I'm a survivor, I'm awesome. assuming you aren't. But yeah. um, starting on the Thursday night, Dallas beating the Saints. Um, no one really saw it coming. Yeah, I was definitely not expecting that. Uh, you know, maybe to keep it a bit closer than the spread said, but right. uh, for a Saints, was not expecting a Saints loss. I took the Dallas spread in Hugh picks. Uh, in thanks to a little bit of straight out of Vegas, great, great, uh, great other podcast you listen to. Um, but uh, I, I also still thought the Saints were going to win. So mm-hmm. anyway, but yeah. crazy game. 13-10, too. Get out of here. Yeah, as mentioned, yeah, the 14-point favorite, Green Bay Packers, losing to Arizona. Jacksonville shutting out Indy 6-0. That I really, really did not see coming. Um, as well as, yeah, Giants beating the Bears in OT and Tampa beating Carolina. So, yo, as you run down those upsets, I dug up on ProLine the pool's results for the winners. One winner, bro. 560K. Cash, tax-free. From your local retailer. That's got because of the Arizona beating Green Bay straight up. 14 and a half point spread against Green Bay at home. Yeah, not a lot of people took that. I boxed it, but I lost a bunch of other games. What do you got to do? <laughs> Out of control. All right. Uh, thank you for the news that matters. My Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Woo! All right. Uh, please uh, remember to uh, share this with your friends uh, if you like the show. Because uh, we're going to keep, we, we love it. And uh, we're glad you're liking it too. We're getting a lot of responses from all you Look Who's Talkers out there all over the world. Uh, yeah, and Voice of God's got fantasy tips for you. We'll get fantasy later on as well. Weird Mike on Twitter will give you crazy ass prop bets that uh, could make you a bunch of dough on the primetime games. First touchdown score is a lot of fun, especially if you're really planning on watching the start of the game. <laughs> I thought that was the most poignant episode or version of uh, News That Matters. Totally enthralled. <laughs> wow. Totally enthralled. There you go. Yep. So, uh, <clears throat> so yo. These defensive uh, Instagram pictures, by the way, are getting a little bit out of hand. What's going on? Sorry? Like, whenever there's a pick, a fumble, oh, like a sack, it's, it's like, yo, let's get the whole team together, injured guys included, coming from the sideline. It's happening like four pictures a day. Yeah, the pitchers should only be on touchdowns. And I follow these players on Insta. Like they are Insta. They're they're throwing them up all the time. It's a live in-game, like, yo, I play for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm a defensive player you may not know so well. This is sort of all we got. So with me being so enthralled with uh news that matters, uh the table set pretty high for your truth of the week here, Jeffrey. What a G. Well, you know what? After watching uh that uh, Chargers Steelers insane debacle. Great game on Sunday night. Great game. Steelers in their entire history, both road and home, had never given up a 14 point lead before. Isn't that incredible? Two ties, 220 wins when leading by 14 or more, and they lost to the Los Angeles Chargers. True story. By the way, great thing on the herd this week about if the Chargers win the Super Bowl, they probably won't have a parade because nobody likes them. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, yeah, Phil Rivers uh, tying Peyton Manning for seven career comebacks for of uh, fourteen points or more. Yeah, he was fired up too in the post game interview. He chirped 
Sunday night football for not having the Chargers in a game in like four years. It was the first thing he said. Mother flipping four years. <laughs> Should have found a kicker four years ago. Yes. Yeah, Being a lot more. Uh, they still don't have a kicker. That's <laughs> very true. Okay, he missed one in the game. Sure, Heinz Field's a tough place to kick. We get it. It was 48 yards. Yep. But he shanked the one where they were offside by a hair. And then, you know, the block was in his head. They still don't have a kicker, bottom line. We call up James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking those uh, kicks. Hey, they're in L.A. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I broker the deal? Uh, give it a shot, bud. I'm going to holler at the Late Late Show. James with James Corden? With James Corden. Don't watch it. At right. Weird Mike 24. Watch Seth just rip up Trump. It's great. <laughs> All right. I'm tired of the SNL crew taking over my late night scene. I love it. I want real comedy. I want stand-up. I want old school. What do you think, VOG? <laughs> Corden's pretty good. I, I love the... If you're not talking about... He's not the, the best, but he, he's entertaining. I can't stand Jimmy Fallon. He's a good guy, but I don't want to watch him interview actors or play beer pong with the Golden Girls. All right? <laughs> I want... Tell me, like, I, want, I basically want The Daily Show because Jon Stewart was the best because I care about what's going on in the world. Inform me about it. Have a, have a take. Teach me something. Make me smarter. Love it. Late night, I want the laughs. Yeah. Yeah, play beer pong with a dog. You could do it yourself, bro. Okay, The Tonight Show, you could do it yourself. You know, I fell off the Fallon train when I saw him do the sketch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's the girl. I fell off the Fallon train while I watched him do any sketch. <laughs> it was over. I'll tell you one guy who's much more important than Jimmy Fallon, okay? And he would have stopped that crazy Steelers comeback on Sunday night. His name's Le'Veon Bell. And this is the truth of the farm of the week. Hey. Hey, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks, is stop thinking that everyone is replaceable. They're not. They're not. Some people are really special. And if you're playing football and you have someone special on offense in 2018, special, top two in the world, unless you have Tom Brady as your quarterback who seems to work with unspecial all the time, he's a system. He's a computer. He's figured out football and it's just easy for him now. It's, it, it's Tom Brady. He, he's not replaceable either. That's why Jimmy Garoppolo could go. All those people saying, oh, how could you trade Jimmy and get Tom out of here? No! Tom's one of a kind. Not replaceable. Okay? And if you don't have Tom Brady, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers don't have Tom Brady, they got Ben Roethlisberger, who's an imperfect, fantastic quarterback. Imperfect. Okay? He needs Le'Veon Bell. The Pittsburgh Steelers, to take down the New England Patriot Goliath, needed Le'Veon Bell. This was the one time they needed to not do the Patriot way or the Steeler way, whatever you want to call it. This is when they needed to sign him. They needed to L.A. Ram up like they paid Todd Gurley and be like, you know what, we got one of the best two running backs in the whole league. They catch the ball. They run the ball better than anyone else. Look it up. Le'Veon Bell was over half of the Steelers' offense last year. Okay, and they're one what would be called touchdown away, what would be called a touchdown this year away from the Super Bowl last year. Make no mistake, they were there. And when you're there, when you're almost there in life, okay, when you're riding that perfect wave that almost got you there, that almost, you know, got you where you wanted to go, you can't chop off one of your legs if you're standing on four, okay? And replace it with a, a bargain leg from, uh, from <laughs> HomeSense, 
All right, you got a strong table. You need all your legs. You need all your horses. Le'Veon Bell is a lot better than, than John Connor. It's not John Connor's fault. He's a lot better. The Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line is pretty awesome. They're great. Wouldn't call them special. Call Le'Veon Bell special. They're making big holes. That's for sure. We saw that with James Conner. And everyone was ripping up his stats for the first four weeks of the game, being like, James Conner's outplaying Le'Veon Bell. No, man. Full 16-game seasons, playoffs. This guy's over half your offense. His patient running style would get those extra yards. I'm seeing James Conner or John Conner bust through the line. Decent-sized hole. He gets three or four yards. Le'Veon Bell would have waited, especially in these late-season games where he knows everyone's a little more banged up. He's going to let his blocks happen even more. Steelers, in the second half on Sunday night, couldn't get third down. And they're passing the ball more than ever. 71% of their plays was passing on Sunday night. Okay? It's because they don't have one of the best players in the world. I'm not siding with Le'Veon Bell here. I'm not saying what's better for Le'Veon or what's not better for Le'Veon. I'm saying what's better for the Steelers would have been to money up. Because <laughs> you're one touchdown away from beating who you needed to beat. And now you're not as good as you were. You're just not. It's going to be harder. So are they the next Atlanta Falcons? May, no. Touchdown but, away? Maybe. But more importantly, just... The fact that you just think that you're not going to get slowly worse from now is, is, is ridiculous. And especially and the media thinking that too. I've seen this before. Stop thinking everyone's replaceable, okay? If you're having the night of your life, the, one of the nights of your life, and you're supposed to go home at midnight because you got to work the next day, but it is the, one of the nights of your fucking life. Stay out. Those don't happen that often. Ride the wave. You're one touchdown away from the Super Bowl. Ride that wave. This is the team. Le'Veon Bell was 56% of your offense or something like that. Okay? He's not replaceable. When Peyton was hurt, and you're like, well, let's, we could just replace him with Andrew Luck. Just like that, we got the first pick. He, he's, Luck's good. How did that work out for you? Peyton went to two more Super Bowls. Maybe you should have stuck with the guy that built your franchise. Rodgers. People couldn't wait to get Favre out of there. Ah, uh, just retire already because you're, what, you're sick of hearing it in sports media? All right? Change the station. Talk, uh, if, you're not, if you're sick of listening to it. This is a man's life. All right? And Favre was better in those first few years. He went to the Vikings on like a week of a playbook, got within an interception the Super Bowl. Don't be so quick to replace things that are special, okay, in your life or in football. Garoppolo, trade him. Brady wants to play five more years. Can't replace Brady. Okay, and you can't replace Le'Veon Bell. Pittsburgh's never needed him more. All right? If you're having the night of your life tonight, stay the fuck out. Okay? Shit doesn't happen too much. Pittsburgh, you should have signed him. And if you lose by New England by more, to New England by more than a touchdown this year, you know what? You can still sign Le'Veon Bell to a big contract. You should be that team. All right? Ben's got three years left. Give him his best weapon. Truth of the week. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pay the man. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, man. Pay the man. He he got all those three and third and sixth time. It would have been better for the whole league to not have that hanging over. Oh, and they paid Gur- like Rams they paid Gurley because they get it. This is an offensive league. We're paying him right now. 
These owners deal in billions. They shouldn't have he also been might be, sweating the millions. I mean, he's like with the weed and stuff. Like as Heard was saying, like he might have some real personality issues. Yeah, golf. Goff is on a rookie contract, okay? They have a little more flexibility. I understand. It's not apples to apples. I understand, but if you got to not sign someone else, I'd keep Le'Veon or whatever, whoever it is, unless it's Ben or Antonio or, like, I really like Marquise Pouncey. Keep him. You can replace the rest. Anyway, you should have paid Le'Veon. I don't care what you had to do because this was your chance. Okay, winning the AFC is not easy. All right. Fired up about our picks this week as we get into December. The teams with experience... You know, get a little bit of leverage. And I've been doing this since uh, high school, so my experience gets a little bit of leverage. I like picking the late-season games. Make yourself a Christmas, all right? In life and in handicapping and in the sack, (laughs) it's all about leverage. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. All right, well, uh, we talked about the golf gods earlier in the week. Got to respect the golf gods. I'm going to give you honors this week, Weird Mike. You pick the Eagles. Uh... Six and a half against the Redskins, which turned into the Mark Sanchez Redskins. Uh, he was pesky. Looked like he was going to do it. No, they were playing to prevent defense. Oh, this, this answers Ty Burnell, uh, one of our listeners, Ty Burnell's question from last week. All right. When teams are playing an absolute prevent defense, as in they just don't want you to score a touchdown on that particular play. They have their safeties backed up. Their DBs are off. Basically, you're going to have a seven-yard out all you want. Your quarterback's going to look like a god. For that last 53 seconds, because they've decided, yo, we're up by 14. If you kick a field goal, yeah, we might even give you that. As you get more into our defensive zone, we're going to tighten up a little bit. But moving from your 20 to your 50, yeah, we're going to just let you take time off that clock, all right? Try to keep you inside. That's why Mark Sanchez looked good. By the way, voice of God, I thought you'd like this. He recovered a fumble with his butt. Absolutely. And, I mean, Twitter blew up about it. It comes but full circle. I was watching the game because Monday Night Football was so Farvin bad. Oh, they are so bad, by the way, now. So bad. Um, I mean, I w- like Jason Witten, even though we gave him some credence last week because he said, hey, I'm, 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 I know I'm struggling with this a bit, and Twitter rips me up. The Rams-Chiefs game kind of gave him a break from being, okay, okay. you know, really annoying to everyone because the game was so amazing. Uh, but last week with... Uh, with the Eagles and the Redskins game, it was so bad. They talked for 10 minutes about Reuben Foster, about how the Redskins signed Reuben mm-hmm. Foster, the guy who's got the domestic abuse claim, and Witten's really against that. So I understand you got to sign with Witten there, but they talked about it for 10 minutes. Back and forth, Witten and Booger, Witten and Booger. It was a one-point game. It was a one-point game. The huh? Eagles are driving down. They threw an interception to Josh Norman, and they did not even discuss it, as if... Huck had just punched himself in the face repeatedly while we were doing this podcast, and none of us even brought it up. That's what I felt like I was watching. So I'm sitting in the fourth quarter, sweating the cover. Yep. And they're talking through the game, like you said. And now my mind's wandering to, a, you know, abuse. It's, uh, it's what it was- the league should be doing. Oh, yeah. And, and the know, Kareem Hunt thing. Uh, yeah, there's a side factor with it's that. It's late in the third quarter of a game with yeah, playoff yeah. implications it's on Monday Night Football. Start of the fourth. fourth Yo, and the Zach Ertz thing? Like, Yo. he really wants that jersey back. Yo, Witten. What a loser move that was, man. I watched the pregame. You mentioned- You're in the film room with Ertz, complimenting him on all his accomplishments, about to break your record. You mentioned that the only jersey you ever gave away happened to be the last game you played. And he didn't know it was going to be his last game. He didn't know. It should not have been. Right. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in this seat. Thank God. Yes. 
And he says, hey, I might break in one time when you're on the road and grab my jersey. Gives them a slap on the chest. They have a chuckle. If I could go back to the future, that'd be one thing I would change. Back to the past. Jason Witten, play one Zach more year. Zach Ertz going off on Monday night. And now he's got a, a Super Bowl ring, two touchdowns on Monday night. Doesn't Witten on air ask him again? I know. I know. Twice. For the jersey? He's, I'm done with them. Anyway, I'm done. They're the worst crew ever. And this involves... I mean, this is Monday Night Football. They've had bad guys for a while. Dennis Miller, the comedian, did Monday Night Football, voice of God, you might be too young for this, was in a horrible third man in the booth, just I liked wasting it. everyone's time. He was all right sometimes. I liked it. I liked the late night laughs. They man. brought in a Kornheiser after that, yes. who was the funniness of Dennis Miller, but he was a sports person, which cleaned it up a bit. Anyway, it's awful. Monday Night Football, it's awful. Uh, it's too bad. I loved it. One point game. Stop getting distracted. Okay, weird Mike. Who's your pick? You had the Eagles, six and a half. They covered, even with his butt recovery and Adrian Peterson's 90-yard run. Who do you got? I, uh, I actually went 500 last week. I also took the Vikes in a bonus pick. Right. Does that change you. anything? No, you're good. Okay, so 500 still took it. Weird pick, seven and seven on the week. My first pick hit, second one didn't. This week, we're talking about them all week. I even love them more. It's time for the Los Angeles Chargers oh God. to clinch a playoff spot. Minus 14 oh no. against the toothless Cincinnati Bengals. Okay? I know a little something about toothless. These guys got zero bite. <laughs> the towel is thrown in. Okay? I'm telling you right now. You talk about there's two coaches you want to fire. I wasn't even thinking about that. They are beyond toast. AJ's gone. Dalton's gone. The Chargers off the signature win. This actually might feel like a home game. There might be enough rhetoric one way that that stadium fills up with 32,400 Charger fans. Or Bengals fans. Or just Where's people, the Bengals fans? People lost on the way to the mall. Where are the <laughs> Bengals fans in Southern California? Uh, Tell me this. Where are the Chargers fans? They'll be there. Okay. They're in San Diego and they're pissed. I'm telling you, every cabbie was bent in San Diego that the Chargers were going. Yeah, of course, man. They it's San Diego. No one's left San Diego their whole lives. People move to San Diego all the time. You don't leave. The Chargers aren't going to sour the huge win in Pittsburgh with a duck at home. They got a chance to clinch. They got a chance to put their foothold and control their own destiny when they want to put their foot on the gas. I told you Cincinnati's done. You mentioned it. Everybody knows. Jeff Driscoll, who the fuck cares? I got minus fourteen. I'm gonna buy the half point. It's it's at minus fourteen. You if better. I could tell, can I tell people to do that? You can tell people to do that, but you can't take it because it's. Like, I'm taking it at minus fourteen. Right, we can tell people to take the, the. But buy the half point, there, folks. There you go. Thirteen and a half. Okay, the kicker is gonna rebound with a couple extra points made. Okay, and we're gonna hit eight and seven, and we're gonna keep honors. There you go. Unless Hewlett, I meant that fantasy stuff earlier. Yeah. Okay? I, you, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about this. This is exciting, man. Well, Final quarter, you fucking splash it, baby. No one, ever, no one should ever lose fantasy this year with Patrick Mahomes. That's on me. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, all right. I got one thing to say about your pick. One thing. It's just a just question. Just one? Just one? It's just a question. Okay. How many games this year yes. have the Chargers won by 14 or more? Uh, I don't know that. What's I, the record? They're, not one they're comes, 10 and 3. Not one comes to mind. But I'm oh, the, the, the Raiders. They're the Raiders. Not, they're the nine Raiders. and three. I'm gonna say four. I bet it was one. 
<laughs> we'll check. We'll check that at the end of the show. We'll shut the huck up. Maybe a new segment we got going where Huck just uh, tells us what's up. All right, on to Hugh Picks. You. All right, Hugh Picks, real name, no gimmicks. <laughs> Toby tries to set up. I love it. You love it. And uh, let's have some fun this weekend. All right, we're two and four last week. Uh, but we got we nailed the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. We loved it. Got a little bit screwed, uh, but you know what? We're moving on to better and better things. Love my picks this week, especially the podium. Hop on it with me, okay? Like Team Canada in Vancouver. Let's own the podium. All right. Number one, we got, I'm taking the LA Rams minus three in Sunday Night Football. Really great game this weekend. Bears, Rams. Trubisky looks like he's going to be back. I like the Rams. Uh, I think I'm getting great value here uh, against the Bears, who showed a little bit more of what uh, who they are last week in New York. Losing that game. I know it was Chase Daniel. It wasn't really his fault. I think the Rams are getting value here. Look, I got Aqib Talib back, okay? Their defense is way better when they can literally just shut down one receiver on the Bears. I'm not impressed with the Bears running game. I don't really know who they are. In fact, they're sort of a poor man's Rams. And uh, I'll take the uh, real thing. I'll take the real deal. Solid little uh, backdoor analogy. Yeah, number two. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles, the better team with the better quarterback, plus three and a half in a game with severe playoff implications against Dallas. Okay, I got some people weren't impressed with the Eagles. I actually was. Okay, they got some bad luck. Well, one, one or two bad throws by Carson Wentz, but the coaching isn't impressing me. But Carson Wentz coming back off his injury is. And I take Carson Wentz to not lose this game by four. Uh, in a game I think they'll win outright in Dallas. Take them. Number three, the bronze pick. I like the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night football to uh, get back on track on their way to the playoffs. Jacksonville's done. They had a nice big defensive stand-up performance that Tom Coughlin loved against the Indianapolis Colts. You know what? It's hard to win when if the other team had scored one touchdown, they would have won the game. Okay? It's hard to win. Yes, you held the other team to zero, but you scored six. <laughs> I ain't winning. Uh, Tennessee's defense is going to really, really shut down uh, Cody Kessler and the Jaguars' offense at home. I like Tennessee actually to win by quite a lot on Thursday night, so uh, hope you get this on time. I'll post some picks for you. Number four, I'm taking the Carolina Panthers at uh, Baker Mayfield's Cleveland Browns. I still like Baker. I think he'll play a bit better, but I'm getting two and a half. I'll take it on a team still in playoff contention. Totally healthy, just playing bad. Look for the Panthers to get off the schneid. I think it'll be a great game. Take the over. Carolina versus uh, Baker getting back on track. He's staying quiet this week. Football gods are like that. <laughs> but I'm still taking Carolina. It's a nice value. Two and a half. If it goes up to three, which it probably will, take it at two and a half by the half point. Number four, or sorry, number five, I'm taking Atlanta. Plus five and a half in Green Bay. Hey, in case you missed the news everywhere, they fired their coach of 13 years, okay? It's like your dad leaving. <laughs> okay. The house is a bit shaken up at the moment. And you're not really playing for anything. You pretty much just got eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, you're still in, but you're not. Okay? It's done. I don't care about the math. Uh, you shouldn't be getting five and a half points over really anybody. Especially a team with all of their starters, like besides on defense. But you got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. They're, they're not mathematically eliminated, but dad didn't just leave. Take the Falcons. 
Uh, plus five and a half. And number six, taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half over Baltimore. I don't believe a running offense can keep up with the Kansas City offense right now. Baltimore did an amazing job last week on the road shutting down Atlanta. That's why this spread's not nine and a half. Okay, Baltimore showed up, showed the public last week that their defense is for real and they can run the ball against a pretty good, desperate team, Atlanta. Yep, I think Kansas City blows them up. <laughs> I think Lamar Jackson will learn a lesson. I'm not saying the Kansas City defense is fantastic. I just think he will not be able to keep up with Kansas City's offense. Yeah, Baltimore will hold them in check. They won't put up 40, but uh, I think yeah, I think 27 will do it. 27-20, Kansas City. Those are the Hugh picks. Really surprised at the Carolina pick. Yeah. Uh, they're desperate and wounded, and I, I, like, I find them very difficult to handicap. I like taking good teams that are happen to be on weird losing streaks. They're going to get off it, and the public is off them. This is yeah. when you have to hop back on the week early. You know, Don't watch them shit kick the Browns this week, and then you get a bad spread next week. Trubisky rest. It's going to be there. I yep. like the Rams. Well, same position as the Chargers. Big statement win. Won the division. Yep. You got to follow it up. A lot of people on the good teams do. Like, a lot of people like the Bears. I like the Rams. I think that's uh, I think that's a steal at minus three. It's like Golden State going somewhere with a team trying to be Golden State. You know? <laughs> oh, we're the Warriors. Well, even though I am eliminated from my fantasy contention, you, look who's talker, wherever you are, or weird Micaholic, or V-O-G spot. <laughs> V-O-G spotters. Uh, if you spot VOG anywhere in public, take a picture and let us know that you, you are somewhere in the world that is now a VOG spot. <laughs> it's good. I'm into it. Yeah, I know. And I bet some of our listeners, some of your boys will like that. Yeah. Tag at who's talking on Instagram. If you find Brent Waits anywhere and you've just made somewhere in the world a VOG spot. Give us a fantasy. Baby. <laughs> I once called my buddy Ben Baby in the weirdest way ever. <laughs> just kind of, I'd just been talking to my girlfriend on the phone. And then he walked in. And I was like, hey, man, can you, can you close the door on your way out, baby? <laughs> and he peeks back in like two minutes later. He's like, um, did, did you just call me baby? <laughs> I'm like, hey, I, yes. <laughs> I didn't even explain why. I just went with it. I said baby a lot. He still I calls like me baby all the time. <laughs> Betty D, Turtle Jacks, Muskoka, Paradise on Earth. Fantasy time. <laughs> My turn. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, fantasy news. So, it's the playoffs time. Large majority of the leagues are beginning playoffs this week. And if your league isn't, it's time to find a new league or at least <laughs> a new commissioner. Um, but, yeah, busy. Uh, the, I guess the team medics were busy. A lot of, a lot of injuries. Um, coming out today, just, uh, just broke Emmanuel Sanders. It's done for the year with a torn Achilles that occurred in practice. That was a tough one. He was a great value pick, as mentioned in the fantasy primer at the start of the season. Um, and, yeah, I've been carrying some team to the playoffs. And, yeah, done for the year. A.J. Green is, was also carted off and in a lot of pain. Um, he's been diagnosed with turf toe, which sounds like the softest injury ever, but I've been told it's extremely painful. So. Though apparently Deion Sanders' toe from... Like years and years of re-aggravated turf toe looks like a fucking dinosaur. Though. Oh yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Makes sense. Just saw a video of KD's feet. Oh god. Yeah. You don't want. He to looks see that. like he'd have weird feet. He does, I bet he's man. gonna be the weirdest looking old man ever. Just picture him with a beard, like 
extra. He will actually look like Uncle Drew. Be a skeleton. (laughs) Be a full-on skeleton. Um, Also, James Conner is week to week or day to day, sorry, uh, with a high ankle sprain. So yeah, obviously a lot of teams in the playoffs have him. Monitor that one closely. Greg Olson is done for the year with a ruptured plantar fascia, which is something in the foot. So it's the right foot that has been giving giving him trouble all season. Uh, yeah, he re-aggravated that one. Matt Breida uh, will also be sitting out next week. So uh, what are you going to do about it? A couple guys, starting with the running backs, to pick up if they haven't been snagged already. Jalen Samuels, uh, the Pittsburgh running back slash tight end that will be filling in for our boy James Conner. Um, Jeff Conner, no relation to James that I know of. Um, J it, or G? Jeff with a J. Oh, what a dick. Yep. Uh, back up for Matt Breida. Grab him right now. Uh, also, Justin Jackson, Melvin Gordon's backup. Um, had a solid stat line. And not just a solid stat line. He also looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like, give that man the ball. He passes the eye test. Very important. Uh very important part of drafting your fantasy team. Uh, also, Spence, Spencer Ware for the Chiefs, if he isn't already snagged. Yeah, as soon as I heard the news, I, I went to go look in all my leagues. Oh, he, he got I, I was late. Yeah, he got him. Late to it. Uh, moving to the wide receiver. Kareem Hunt picked him up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this guy's going to be getting some yards. These are some big holes I've been running An through. hour before it broke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> wide receivers. Uh, Adam Humphreys, very hot lately. Um, Curtis Samuel on the Panthers. Uh, Dante Pettis of the 49ers last week. He had a solid... Buck 29 yards, two TDs on seven targets. You're going to get some garbage time points somewhere. First rookie to get over 100 yards receiving for the 49ers since Terrell Owens. Oh, that guy. Yeah. T.O. And also on the Chiefs, Mr. Chris Conley. Um, And as always, if you've got more questions or want some very specific advice, hit us up on Hughes Talking on Insta or me on Twitter at the Fantasy VOG. Yeah. We'll give you good stuff. Good stuff. You can follow me on on Twitter as well at... G-E-O-F-F, the good Jeff. <laughs> uh, Hewlett, H-U-L-E-T, all one word. Woo! You can also follow Huck Media. Check out his, uh, his nasty musty at Huck Media on Instagram. Check out some of his cool drone stuff because the guy's a cool drone flyer. Woo! Uh, drone picks are sick, yo. Yeah, love them. Actually, I'm literally just going to borrow Huck in free time from now on and teach me how to fly a drone as good as him. Like, you see how busy this guy is? He's going everywhere. People want some drone stuff. You can't do it by Centennial Studios, though, bro. Not to mention, 10 years from now, we're going to be flying ourselves on drones to work. It's going to be great. Huck might just be like a, a, a kind of like a, you know, some sort of public transportation drone wizard, you know? You'll be <laughs> flying yourself to Ecuador, eh, Hugh? That's exciting, bro. You might be bro. sitting by a computer and flying literally like thousands of people every day on like the same route, you know? Really, hey, the future is going to be a cool place. Huck Media is going to be a, a major part of it. You say 10 years? 15. Hey. It's a Hewlett 15, the folks. The Zapata Flyboard Air, baby. It, it's real. It's amazing. I've seen it live. It's real. Check it out. It'll make you happy, okay, <laughs> on a rainy day. Um, speaking of a rainy day, Coach McCarthy, the Packers, had, had one this week. I uh, you know, found out the job he'd been having for 13 years, which he still said really excited him every day to drive to Vince Lombardi's old office and do football work. But uh, he got fired, as uh, we, you know, as you brought up in uh, in the news. And did you hear what Aaron Rodgers said, man, at, in the interview after? Bits and pieces. A, like a day later, he goes, "I hope I didn't have something to do with this." 
Didn't even need to, like... In other news, Aaron Rodgers is still a prick. It's all him. What, what are you talking about? Strong-armed GM. And, yeah. yeah. You, you publicly never supported him ever. Came out after every loss and basically said, you know, it's not my fault and it's not the player's fault. And it's the guy who rhymes with uh, Dyke's fault. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't believe he said that. Just... I mean, it's like it's like coming home from work early, and your wife's banging the mailman, you know. <laughs> and uh, and after the divorce, you know, the mailman says to a neighbor, "I hope I didn't have anything to do with this." You know? <laughs> hey, mailman, <laughs> your fault, bud. Yeah. All right. Oh, by by the way, mailman, uh, it's the one job in the world where it does not require any science whatsoever. I had a teacher bring that up to me one time. Think about it. Think of every other job in the entire world. There's some science there. Tell me again. Mailman is the only job in the world that does not require any science. My grade eight teacher, Mr. Pritchard, said that one time. I don't know why I remembered it. You know those things that you just remember from your childhood? And it's like one sentence or one... Anyway, I remember him saying that to me and Googled it the other day. It's kind of true. All you literally have to do to be a mailman. You want a job? Be somewhat literate and have one limb, <laughs> one working limb. You need to be able to read... Okay, walk, I guess. So three limbs. Look who's talking supports the Canadian postal workers Absolutely. and their stance against whatever they're... Sure, but you might have flunked science, and that's okay in your current career. There you go. Um, I think Rogers is exploiting the fact that there's no owner. Right. Well, we heard this on a... The herd touched on that, yeah. but I really thought about that, and that's really unique. It's a good point. Anywhere in sports, I mean... Anybody could say it, but he said it, and it rings so true. There's no owner. There's no owner of the Green Bay Packers, yep. and Rodgers really strong-armed the entity of the Packers. No one in particular. Lambeau Field's like a party with no parents there. You know, you show up. Who's the biggest bully at the thing? Well, that's the biggest wallet. That's why it was Favre, and that's why he's like, no, no, no. I'm not retiring. All right, I'm retiring. Who cares? My folks aren't here. Love that take. All right. Uh, you heard news that does matter, and now it's time for everyone's favorite news that doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Oh, baby, news that doesn't matter. All right, starting it off with little XFL news. We, uh, we spoke about this in the news that doesn't matter and even mentioned it uh, earlier on this episode. But, yeah, that seems to still be a thing. It's gone. Vince McMahon is, is, is very serious. Um, and they actually recently released uh, a list of eight cities that will be housing franchises, including Dallas, Houston, L.A., New York, Seattle, St. Louis, Tampa, and Washington. St. Louis is going to lose that franchise at some point. <laughs> it's going to LA. LA's getting another yeah, one. He'll get another but no, one. That, that was the first Just one they announced spite. Yeah. to like get everyone in St. Louis fired up. Yep. Um, which, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt. But um, yeah, XFL kind of happening. It's back. And, I, and maybe what maybe they'll take it more seriously this time. Like, you're not going to have nicknames on the back. Like, yeah. It's going to be, yeah. If you haven't seen the, the XFL documentary, it's, it's fantastic. The shoulder popping first thing they did. That ball. was disgusting. <laughs> Here, let's let everyone chase for this ball. Shoulder pop. Oops. Shoulder pop. No, no. Um, the XFL is going to be putting a lot of pressure on the NFL, man. I like it. It's good news. There used to be a small net on professional football. Now, for the first time in a long time, there's secondary avenues. It's good news, folks. 
I don't think it's going to be pressure on the NFL at, at all. I literally just think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just think it's good that there's more paid football jobs for all these college guys. You know, hey, more is more. Yeah, hopefully it's not a complete joke this time. Right. Uh, moving on. Might be. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Philip Rivers. You know, he's, uh, he's been getting better and better each year, uh, but not in the pullout game. His wife is pregnant <laughs> with their ninth child. Um, he's, yeah, now on par with Antonio Cromartie. Not quite. He's got like 16. Right. Um, these seem, seem to be all with the same woman. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm sure Phil can uh, remember their names, and Antonio can't. Don't start the party without Anthony Cromartie, bro. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, they're all to the same woman. They all live in the same house, I think. You yeah. know? It's easier to remember, so. Seriously, though, Phil, nine coming, eh? Yeah, yeah. They, they announced in one of those cool animations again on uh, on Sunday Night Football, which ah, they've been doing. I love those. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Um, yeah, moving on. Odell Beckham. He's pretty much better than Eli Manning at Eli Manning's job. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw, but quite a cool trick play on Sunday. OBJ launching a bomb to wide open Sterling Shepard for a touchdown. Um, and so with that toss, OBJ now has two touchdown passes this season over 40 yards to Eli Manning's zero. I knew that I knew you were going to bring this up when that happened because it's the second time this year he's done it, and it was even more of an impressive throw. Now, the, as you said, he was wide open, but they called the play. He got the pitch. He's running. He's thinking of throwing it, and then he went into like run mode to bait the safeties and everyone, and then just popped up without even planting a foot and threw like a fifty-yarder. Yeah, it was a stuff pr- that Eli hasn't throw. done ever. Yeah, not in a while anyway. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Eli's like an old man, man. He looks smaller than he did five years ago. He's taking opposite HGH. He's shrinking. Yeah. It's like o- getting pulled shrink. over for going too slow on the highway. Like, they might test him for, like, decreasing his physical mass in yeah. some way. Hey, man, you need to play quarterback in this league. Speaking of old dogs, Adrian Peterson ran for the longest touchdown of his career and Redskins history, over 90 Farvin yards. Um, he becomes, yeah, the oldest player in league history to ever run uh, a 90-yard touchdown to the house. And, yeah, 33. Just looks like 23. Yep. Killing it. Killing it, AP. Um, On Monday Night Football, too, as they were, like, just fucking everything up. But AP, the- AP was running the ball. They didn't even bring up him, like, you know, uh, going too far, sort of a, uh, disciplining his son. They just forgot that stuff. Forgot a bunch of other stuff. But, yeah, the best part of that is that in that single play, he got 90 yards rushing on that one play. And over the rest of the course of the game, he had eight more rushes for eight yards. He yeah. didn't even break 100 yards. <laughs> yeah, Dave Fezzik, one of the best football handicappers in the world from State of Vegas, his play of the week was Adrian Peterson under 62 and a half rushing yards. His play of the week. He's like, they're just going to stuff him. They know they're going to run it. I know. Anyway. Yeah, and he's like this one mystical play. First through. <laughs> Otherwise, he had 10 yards, right? Or, yeah. Yeah. Something pathetic. Um, but, yeah, Tom Brady. So, I know earlier in the year, he reached 1,000 career yards rushing, which is like a huge – it's a pretty big feat, which I thought it was just more for Tom. Right. But, yeah, like Peyton Manning was only like 600, so it's – somehow he's amassed those yards. Um, yeah, never been a runner. If you've – everyone who's ever seen his 40. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, but at the end of the game – Pats line up in victory formation over the Vikings. And typically, when you take a knee, you lose a yard. Yeah. And so Tom sits on this fine line exactly at 1,000 yards. So he could not knee backwards because he doesn't want to lose this record ever. <laughs> so 
it was really awkward. But yeah, he kneeled forward. <laughs> That's awesome. So as to not lose it, and he was like right up in his his center's barn. Like yeah, just it got it got quite tight. But All up in there. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny to see. A little bit of ball sweat, keep your thousand yards. There yeah. you go. His video on, Insta- on Instagram was pretty funny too. Like, yeah, got a thousand yards. That's it. And he like fake retired for like ten seconds. Yeah. Great follow on Instagram. He's he's just the best person ever. Yeah, he's got some some jokes, dad content. Plus, you see some Giselle. Ain't too shabby. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, last but not least, we got to hand out the celly of the week. This one, I don't know if you know, going to Mr. Travis Kelsey. After uh, scoring a touchdown, runs over to find a teammate and absolutely beautifully executes a stone-cold stunner. Yeah, it was great. Right in the end zone. <laughs> it was awesome. The guy, uh, Hanson, on red zone, called it a DDT. Oh. And then like an hour later, he comes back on red zone. He's like, okay, I get it. I didn't watch as much wrestling as apparently some of you guys did as a kid. Give me a break, Twitter. It was a stone-cold stunner, That's- not a DDT. Literally, so, people ripped him apart. Oh, of course. That would be like hundreds of thousands of impassioned <laughs> wrestling fans. Like, you idiot. <laughs> How could you not know that? I knew. You know, Dre, Lee, I know you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, news doesn't matter, but you know what? Matters a little bit more every week, doesn't it? Just like you look, you look who's talkers to us. All right? You guys mean a lot to us. Thank you. Uh, we see that, you know, those of us that, those of you guys listen to the show seem to keep listening. So, We'll keep making you far and happy. Speaking of happy, I thought of a celebration that these NFL players can do. Hey, look, can't beat them? Join them, okay? Yes, it's a bit fucking ridiculous, but I like it. I like it. The defensive ones are getting crazy because they're doing it for like a, a pick. True. At the end of the game, it's a 14-point game already. Not even important. Hey, you know what? Get on TV. I thought of the one, though, okay? You might like this, VOG. Ange, I know you like this, okay? I call it the surprise party, all right? <laughs> Basically, you, you know, you get you, someone else takes someone else takes the ball, and you pretend to walk through a door, and your buddy's there, like, oh yeah, yeah, come in, and then everyone else on your team pretends to be hiding behind something, you know, like hiding behind an imaginary couch or whatnot, and you count like two, one, and then everybody just jumps up at the same time, and then the guy gives them the ball, and like it's an obvious surprise party. It takes like it would take like five seconds to do. Five seconds is the is the max. Yeah, a couple of them. They did one the other day. Like, it was just took way too long. The announcers, by the way, they're you know a couple of them are you know older and they're quick to like some of the old guys are quick to just rip them up. Like, oh yeah, I didn't get that one. You know, I, what are you gonna do? It's like, all right, Grandpa. You know, yes, my pants were a bit baggy growing up. <laughs> get over it. Yo, don't forget that weird pick, yo. Chargers roll. Toothless Bengals minus fourteen. Giddy up. Uh, we told you it'd be mail time at the end of the show. Big shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Greg McDonnell, for his big fantasy uh, question for Voice of God. We hope you learned your lesson. We hope you did well, because uh, your host, Jeff Hewlett, just got far and eliminated. F you, Skip. <laughs> uh, this is towards the end of the show, and we got one more segment for you. It's called Shut the Huck Up. I just want to take this moment to acknowledge the uh, stellar fantasy season that the Huckineers are having <laughs> while well, Jeff is in the Constellation final or whatever it is. Constellation quarterfinal. Constellation quarterfinal. That's even worse. Yeah. Uh, and Brent is battling in the first round of the playoffs. I will be sitting on the couch during my bye week. There you go. So, yeah, just wanted to take, uh, take a moment and let you guys soak that in. Also a great name, the Tampa Barn Huckineers from Andy Huckle. 
So in our first installment of Shut the Huck Up, yep. our producer Andy Huck yep. told you, Jeff Hugh, to shut the huck up. And you, VOG, <laughs> to shut the huck up. Mad dibs, bro. That's, um, Welcome to the new segment, folks. Going to quickly be my new fave. You're like Donald Trump. You hear what you want. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Not even what he said. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Let's make Look Who's Talking great again. Shut the huck up. See you later next week. Call me, don't call me.